Oh no, now the knee. Oh, well, that was that. Manu, what's he done there? He sold the dummy with a knee injury. It's a fake knee injury. Manu set up a throw for Bobrovsky. It's the next tackle. He gets an offload. He goes back and gets the football. Probably feels a cramp coming on in the back of his calf. Oh. And then just <laughs> takes off. Oh, what a beauty. So, you pick which has been the better moment. The bloke kicking the ball back from the traffic at the southern end. Or Manu, the cramp, the fibber, and takes off to set up a trial. Welcome back, ladies and gents, to another episode of the Tragics Podcast. I'm your host, Dan, coach of Badonkadonk. Tonight, I'm joined by Ross, coach of Benchwarmers. Um, how was your week, mate? Uh, it was okay. I got a 1271. Um, moved up a few spots, uh, which is not hard when you're sitting at about 28k. So. <laughs> Me too, mate. I was about to say that too. So, Yeah, no, it was all right. It wasn't bad. I mean, you know, had Captain Hines. Um, was looking good at halftime. Till they put the foot off the pedal. I think they thought they had the game won. Um, mm. Yeah, a few other players there. Didn't have Walsh. A um, few other subpar scores, but uh, it's not too bad. I mean, I think it's time to start going for some pod moves. So I need to play catch up now. Mm. Yeah, I think uh, one thing I, I think we're all forgetting. Remember this happened, I think, last, uh, it wasn't last year or the year before when the Sharks just had this habit of starting so bloody strong and then getting dragged down. It happens so often. Uh, I think they're going back to their old ways again, unfortunately. But yeah, hopefully that that changes for us. Oh, look, hats off, look, hats off to the Warriors for the for oh, the yeah. way that they turned it around in the second half. I mean, we all know that they're a completely different defensive team this year, and they showed that. And mm-hmm. I guess it didn't help with Butterfingers Mulatalo dropping a few as well. <laughs> yeah, shocker. Yeah, he was spending too much time trying to get under the under their skin, and it didn't work too well, did it? So. All right, uh, and also it wouldn't be a tragic podcast without Glenn, coach of Tigers for Life, mate. Uh, did you see any green arrows this week, mate? Uh, yeah, I did, mate. I went up uh, 1,000, I think. I moved up to 3K. I got 1,367, was it? 37, something around there. And, mm. um, yeah, so it was a pretty good week. I moved up, uh, I think, I don't know how much, about 1,000 to 3K, so doing okay. Awesome. Love it. Yeah, well, myself, I had a pretty good week as well. Um Managed to squeeze out a thirty ninety one, which is a pretty good score for for, for me anyway. Um, and now I think I'm about a similar rank to where you are, Glenn. I was sitting at seven and a half thousand last week, and now I'm down to about three k. So pretty happy with that. I'm heading the right direction at the right time of the year. So nice. Um, and before we get started, let's uh do a bit of a shout out to the Tragics overall comp. Currently, um, this is the first time it's happened. The winner from last week is still currently leading, which is very good. So, uh. Number first, coming first is Team Elite, coached by Sam. Currently ranked 33rd overall, so well done, mate. You're doing a good job there. Um, but not far behind in second place, we've got Utility Value, Andrew, at 44th overall. So very, very competitive up there. So not many points uh, separating them. So and We should you. shout out Brod, too. He doesn't do too well too often, so it's good when he is. He does. I'm just joking, but I mean, <laughs> you know, Brod's doing very well this season. So what's he, about 500? Yeah, so he was uh four seventy five last week and lost about fifty spots. So he's about five twenty five. So um yeah, it's very rare we're gonna give broad props for overall um uh competitiveness. Uh, normally he's a gun head to head player, so uh, but I'm pretty sure he's average in head to head this year. So he's focusing money on overall, which is about bloody time. We're making us look bad. So <laughs> Can I can I just add on to that? Now I'm surprised this bloke hasn't jumped on. We all know he likes a bit of a brag, this bloke. And he ever any of you used to jump on the pods last year when he did well. So Brod, where are you? Get on to the pod. 
Oh, I'll tell you right now. On at eight o'clock. Just... Yeah, I tell you right now. He said, oh, "I can help you out tonight in the pot if you guys want." And everyone ignored him because we know what he's like. <laughs> he's a bit of a sore winner as a sore loser, but uh, he likes a good brag. So I'm uh... sure I'll hear it tomorrow. It's all good. Good on you, bro. All right, guys, let's get started. So we're going to go through each game and talk about the market watch as well. So first game of the week, Storm versus Sydney. Um, what do you guys see happening? You have to talk with you, Glenn. Close game. Um, Storm versus Roosters. I reckon it's going to be a great game. I think, you know, Brandon Smith back versus his old club. You know, there's a lot of things to like here. Um, from super coach perspective, I don't think anyone should be buying anyone from either of these sides um, or selling for that matter. But most people would have Grant possibly Welsh and um, Warbrick. I, I, as far as it starts go, I wouldn't be playing Warbrick. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I totally agree with that. I got Warbrick. I, most people have Warbrick anyway, and I'm not going to be playing this week. So, um, But one thing I uh, – we'll talk about Sydney as well, but one thing I like is um, just for this game, if you had a draft team, I like Hutchinson um, just for a quick uh, – because I think um, on that side, um, he's going to be on the Warbrick side, and we know that Warbrick can leak a few tries in. So um, – I like Hutchinson in the draft pick there. I think he's gonna get a nice um couple of meat pies there. Um I like I like the shout out. I actually picked him up in a couple of drafts this week because <laughs> I was pretty desperate. And it's handy because he's dual centre wing front row second row forward. Yeah. I grabbed him in my draft too. Yeah. <laughs> I was short a few uh, second row forwards because one of my teams I've got like five sharks in it. <laughs> so I picked him up in a couple and I've had him on the bench and I've just been playing him when he obviously when he's starting and um yeah, he's been punching at fifties and sixties, so yeah. Very handy, yeah. And you, you got to assume he gets another week as well. With Teddy going to miss two games with his um eleven day turnaround, so um yeah, you see he's going to get this week and next week definitely. Um, and I think he's going to earn that spot. He's playing really good, so I think he's turning into the um uh won't start tooting his horn just yet. But I think he's turning into the Orbo of the Roosters there, mm-hmm. uh, playing yeah. that utility role. So Glenn, yeah. uh, there is one player I think that's worth mentioning is Lindsay Collins. I mean, if you're looking for a forward and you, um, I think points per dollar, he makes good sense. He's scoring well. Like I had a few people um, talking about going Tarpany and other, the big ones. I mean, Hass obviously, but if you, if you're looking to save a bit of coin, Lindsay Collins could be your man. Yeah. Well, it's funny you mentioned that Lindsay Collins at 510k is actually the most traded in player from the um the Sydney Roosters. So um not very many, only 0.7% of coaches are trading him, but he's definitely up there on top of that list there. So um I've always liked Collins. It's always been that risk though because he's known to get an injury and then but he's always got a super coach friendly game and and his minutes are increasing and he's looking pretty good this year. So I like that call. I actually owned him. I traded him in, I think, round two, I think it was. And the only reason why I traded him out was because I was going into the buy. And I didn't want to have to play Moali or Pele. But I've got him in a couple of drafts, and I'm still keeping an eye on him. Um, He might be a decent option at some stage, potentially. But I think, for me now, it's not now. I think maybe after Origin, depending on the minutes he's getting, might be worth it after then. But, Mm. yeah, I yeah, definitely at five ten. If you're looking for an upgrade of Stefano, I don't think he's a bad shout. Yeah, like he, and his break even is forty two <clears> as well. So it's not like it's going to break the yeah. bank if you wait a week. Or I know you're playing against a Storm, which tends to be a good thing, really, when a, a gun forward's playing against a gun team. It tends to be better for them in base. But um, yeah, I think um, uh, even if you can't get him this week, it's not a big loss. You can pick him up next week if you need to. So um, I'll just add, I'll just add in before we go to the next game that um. People who are selling Elise Katoa, absolutely crazy. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely yeah. crazy. There's a fair few trading him out this week. And with Jerome Hughes back this week, he's only going to see more ball. 
Japan. I just think it's a crazy trade out. I mean, he's not going to lose any money. His break even's forty four, which you can definitely get that. But I think there's about seven or eight hundred that are trading him out currently. And just on that too, like if you're paying attention and you and you watch rugby league like a lot of us do, I watched the trials very carefully with Elise Katoa. And a lot of their set plays were to him. And Jerome Hughes comes back this week, which makes him look even prettier. So I yep. think they don't sell Elise Katawa. Yeah, and one thing as well is um, I know it's, it's the Roosters um, that they're playing against and uh, they can be a pretty defensive, decent defensive side. But I've noticed that Egan Butcher, that he'll be up against him. And I think um, Egan Butcher's had a few lapses this year. So I think there's a they're, they're, uh, Melbourne are a good team. They'll exploit that weakness. And I reckon Katawa could be in for a decent score. So... Awesome. So, um, Storm, we'll go to market watch here. So, for the Storm, nothing really, both teams really, not much traded in. So, the biggest trade in for the Storm is actually um, is King at 1.5% people trading him in. Um, I, I started with him and I've been really happy, but I, I wouldn't be bringing him in. I think it's, um, we've got a break even of zero, I guess, but, um, and 550K, if it was 550K, I'd rather bring in Collins, I think, for more consistency, I think. And so, not only that, there's so much value in the second row position this season that, oh, yeah. like, you know, there's still money makers to be made in that position. So stick with mm. the cash guys. They're, they're giving, if, spending out the good points. Well, that's it. If, you, if you're leading a second row forward and you don't have Jacob Preston yet, I'd be getting Preston in. But obviously, making sure he's 100% because at least we'll know by Friday whether he's going to play or not because he was 50-50. But he's still got cash to be made and I'll be getting on him first. Yeah, definitely, 100%. Uh, and number two, most traded in. Um, honestly, this guy is a guy that I'll I have in my team, and if I if I didn't, I'd want to get him in soon too. But I'd still wait a week this week, and that's Cam Munster. Uh, the break even of ninety eight. He, he can get that on any day, but if he does get it, he's not going to go up in much money. He's one hundred nine k at the moment, so if he does get that, he's not going to get a one seventy against. The, you know what I mean? Like and go up massively. So um, I'd wait a week on Munster, maybe get a, on a better matchup, but. Uh, nothing there. So, um, and over the roots, as we mentioned, Collins there is the most traded in over there at 0.7%. And, um, uh, second most traded in, we've already talked about him. That's such a 246k, um, break even at 12, and yeah, 0.6 people sent trading in. So, um, pretty decent option there. But if it's a long term move, it's probably the wrong one, I think. So, all yeah. right. Let's move on to the next game. Uh, Bulldogs versus the Rabbitohs. So, um, Glenn, I'll go to you, mate. How do you see this one turning out? You reckon Rabbitohs take this one away? I think Rabbitohs will win. I think that they've just got too much strike for the Bulldogs, especially with the amount of forwards that the Bulldogs have out. Um, there's a lot of players of interest in this game. I mean, starting with South, you've got Luttrell, Campbell Graham, Tass, uh, Cody Walker, Cook, Kalama Tungi or Murray, they're all, you know, people that I'd be interested in. And from the Bulldogs, I really like Hayes Perham. He seems to be going under the radar. Mm. He's been scoring 60s every week and um, just in base, most of it, base plus power, uh, obviously Karaz. But I think the two that are sells, and people might not agree with me, are Burton and Mahoney. I don't like either. Um, Burton's had some moments that, you know, I think you, people should bite the bullet and get onto one of the three big ones that are coming up especially with the draws that are raising. And it's even the three thing about three big ones is like, you've got what um, Munster Brown, um, people cool. are on Camp. Dewey. Um, and, and then you got to also think um, what with, uh, with, I'm, I'm thinking about this burden. He was five, eight. You've got Cody Walker, which is what we talked about as well, who I, I don't mind. He's actually the most traded into the Rabbitohs this week at 1.3%. Um, on a decent matchup, we know what he can do. He's got a break even at 21, so he's gonna, we, we believe he'll go up in this break in, in price. And I think um, 
He's starting to start shows a bit of form there, scoring tries, getting pumped up. If you can control that anger, what do you think? You're going to be a good option there, Ross? I like it, and I've been looking at him. My only concern for me is that he scored two tries the other week, and he still only got like 70 points. So for me, his base is just terrible. Like, he'll, he could give you a 20. Like, he's just four. He's just really, really bad. But look, I mean, the drawer open up, the draw opens up soon, and if he's cheap enough, I mean, uh, it'll be definitely be someone that I'll be looking at. I mean, I'm I'm going to trade out Dewey next week, and do I go to him to save cash, or do I go to Dylan Brown, or do I fork out the cash for Munster? Mm. You know what I mean? So it's, they're probably the three that I'm looking at. But I don't mind Cody actually. I've I've so got him in a couple on, of drafts. So yeah. Just on the draw that you've mentioned, so they got the Dogs and the Dolphins. They're two games in a row. Dolphins are actually a really good defending side. Then after that, they got Riff Manly. Their, their, their draw actually isn't as good as people seem. It to goes think. up and down, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah I've seen that. Yeah. I, I, I would much prefer someone like a Munster or a Brown who have got the base. So if they do have one of those tough matchups, at least you're going to get a 50-55. And you know yeah. that any attacking stat on top of that, you know what I mean, um, you're getting a good score. Whereas with Cody Walker, you're primarily um, relying on those attack stats. Yeah. I think he could... I, I know what you're saying about the Dolphins, but I think he can go massive next week. I mean, they're still going to not have Kafusi. They still don't have yeah. O'Sullivan's out. Uh, Milford's out. Like, and they've been... You know, we saw what the Dragons did to them, and that was the Dragons. So, yeah. Yeah. you know, so... I saw, I'm thinking, um, like, just as an idea, as a, as a, strategic, a strategy that I think could, could be a good option would be if you can't afford Munster or Brown... Um, you bring him in for a short term period to get his yeah. little cash rise and these, yeah. and these two matchups, and then when they play the Panthers, then you can look at moving on to um someone like Brown or Munster. So that's just but on Mar- but on read but on read money too, like you know, going back to my little drinking session I did the other week and stuff at my trades, I'm actually glad that I didn't bring him in because he's been very underwhelming the last couple of games. He really has. Sorry, guys, I lost you for a little bit there. Bad service here. Can you guys hear me now? Yeah, yeah, I've got you. Yeah, awesome. You guys all paused, but I think that's my internet. All good. Um, yeah, so with the trade-ins for the market watch for Bulldogs, um, no surprises here. Number one traded in is Preston. Uh, only 2.4% of people, but I believe that's because he was already highly owned. I think, um, mm, yeah. but yeah, a negative break even already made. 250,000 already um, looking to make a lot more with that big score and he's rolling an average there. He's looking the goods, but yeah, be wary um, with that injury. He seemed to come out all right um, after the game. And I believe it was only a laceration as well. I don't, everyone was saying it may have been a dislocation, but it was just a uh, webbing. Yeah. Webbing. Yeah. Just put the webbing. Yeah. So, um, that could just be, I think, I think that'll be fine. I was surprised that um, King came out actually afterwards. That, eye, man. that, was, <laughs> that, that was brutal. That, that was gutsy. Now, he probably didn't need to come out either, really. I mean, I know they lost Pelle with his broken arm, but geez, that was. Mm. I think I think you'll find someone like King, who is one of those old school footy players. I reckon he, he's just competitive nature and just wanted to get back out there. He, that's why I've always liked King. He's always been that guy that just wants to get out there and have a crack. So, yeah, I wasn't I wasn't complaining. I've got him in a couple of drafts. <laughs> I was very happy when I saw him come back on. Well, I actually brought him in my uh, fantasy team. Um, so <laughs> I keep forgetting I've got a fantasy team. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Super coach is King, mate. That's all that is. That's all we can say. Yeah, it doesn't compare to fantasy, unfortunately. <laughs> Neither does our uh, dream team. Mm. So in the end of this game, guys, other than Preston and Katie Walker, really not much movement going on here when it comes to trade outs, uh, trade in, sorry. But uh, 
move on to the next game. Uh, we've got Cowboys. Hang on, before we go on, sorry, I'm just yeah. interested in your guys' um, thoughts on uh, selling Karaz to bring in Mazu. Now, I know Karaz has been been absolutely sensational. Like, you know, he's, he's um, hit ups for fun. He's got a really good base of about 60 to 70 points, but the attacking stats haven't been there. I mean, I can bank, like, whatever it is, like, might be... 150, 160k, and make 100k off Mazu this week. What's your thoughts on it? Well, the thought was crossed my mind to trade him out to build the cash up because um, I believe he's done his job. Um, but I just, I, I've been looking at the last few weeks and I've just loved having him in my team. Like, yeah, it's been hard not to have him. I feel I'd be, if I traded him out, then I'm trading one gun for another potential gun cash generation. And it seems. I guess to me sideways, but also I get why you're doing it with the cash. And I and my plan was to do it so I could bring in uh, another gun, but um, like a trail. So one of the mistakes I've made in the past is holding a gun too long. Uh, yeah. Widdop comes to mind straight away. I remember he got up to 850k, mm. and I played him right back down to 500, which was just stupid. And um, so I don't hate selling Carras, but having said that. He's got incredible base. Any attack stats from him, and you know you're getting a, a really good score. So, um, but I, I don't hate it either. I mean, that's what concerns me, Glenn. Is that I feel like, and I've been saying this from round one since uh, with Holmes too. Is that they, surely they're due for a big game? Like they both got good, you know, reasonable base, but their attacking stats hasn't been there really. Yeah, so... I'm annoyed. I had a choice between selling Miller and Holmes to get Hines, and I I took the latter, and I went um, Miller, and I'm so annoyed because. Uh, it made more sense. Holmes was more money. He was on the down. He had a high break even, and Miller was on the up. Uh, but I had no idea that Miller, based on draw, Holmes was better. Um, and Miller, I didn't know, was about to goal kick. But, geez, Miller's hurt me since selling him. Mm. Yeah, obviously, yeah. 720K now. He's going up a nice yeah. chunk of money. money. So, yeah, like with with Karaz, like, I, I'd, even though they've got a pretty tough matchup this week, his base, I think he'll hit his break even. I know it's reasonably high, sixty-one, but I think he, yeah. I don't. I don't see him losing so much cash. But like, so from what Glenn said, holding guns too long has been a problem I've had in the past as well. Because um, a lot of times you'll get that gun, and then you said Widdop was the prime example. I think he broke the record for the highest uh, dollar value that someone ever was, and then he just came down. He, he hit the floor pretty hard. Yeah, the thing on Karras too is that that South Para and Sharks may seem. Like a tough draw, but Para and Sharks are both leaking a lot of points, so he could potentially, you know, get a decent score those games as well. Mm. So, yeah. and I think like 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 Corral, even like Stag, someone like that. It's not so much the team they're playing against; it's the matchup, the mm. physical person they're up against. So, um, Karaz, what well, he's playing down the right edge, isn't he? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, so he's on the right edge. He'll be um against the Rabbitohs left. So Alex Johnson yeah. there. No, like, he'll be up against Tane Mill this week because yeah. John AJ's out with concussion. So there you go. Well, so I'm there not you go. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> so I can just see, like last week when I was watching the game, I, I had like he was one of my last players left that was a pod compared to my head to head, and I'm like, and our scores were so even in our last game. We had two players left each, and he was one of them, and I needed him to beat. Um, I think it was um, um, Marnie. And all I can see was the score. Carrera's just going bang, 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 bang with line breaks. And I was like, what yeah. the hell's going on? He's just flying up. His points are ticking over like a bloody taxi. Like, <laughs> like, his tackle, tackle busting his line breaks yeah. are just ridiculous. 
Yeah. So, uh, and I think this matchup, now that I'm looking at it, because I was a bit nervous too against the Rabbitohs, but now I'm looking up who he's up against. I'm liking this. Yeah, and I think he'll be up against, and I think he'll be up against Sivo the week after against with mm. Para too. So, yeah. like he's running at Cody Walker, Tass, and Tane Mill. That's that's pretty juicy. Yeah, yeah, I like it a lot. Awesome. Um, all right, let's move on to this game now. Unless there's anything else before I move on, um, we'll go to the Cowboys versus the Dolphins. So, um, another bit of a derby here. There's a, bit, a lot of Queensland derbies happening at the moment. So, Glenn, uh, thoughts on this one, mate? Yeah, I. It's going to be an ugly game. I, I think that the Finns can win it just on their defence. The Cowboys have actually looked terrible. Um, but in this side, I think there's a few sells. I, personally, mm. I think if you own Ferdo, uh, Hammer, it's time yeah. to, to move him on. I even think Azarko, now it's time to move on. Um, yeah, Gilbert, I, I'm not quite sure on his break even. He might be a hold for now. But, yeah, those two I'd definitely be looking. I saw a few people bringing in Tamalolo uh, Lolo this week. Uh, why? I mean, based on the availability at second row at the moment, the cash being made, I just would advise you not to do it. But, yeah, you know, strange one. You do you. Yeah. Um. One thing I will say is you mentioned the psycho there, break even of 26. He's actually the most traded in for all the Dolphins. <laughs> <laughs> look, look, he has a very low break even, don't get me wrong. So I can How much imagine. is he now? Though? 575. 575. Oh, it's not too uh, bad. So, but I, I can't see him going. Uh, down in price this week, so I'd probably want to move him on soon. Um, but you could probably wait a week if you didn't want to, if you wanted to hold trades and get that extra yeah. one one extra bump. Um, yeah, he's, he's, he's I think his break even is quite low because the week before he got that big one ten. Yeah. So um, that's the reason behind that. Still, his rolling average is the only reason behind it. So I had him uh, Azarko about here, and Catfish has him about here, and we mm. quite often have conversations that. <laughs> that don't meet. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I really don't... like Kazako. Um, yeah. I really do. Mm. I was actually surprised when I had a look the other last the other day at what ownership he was. He's like nearly thirty percent owned. I was yeah. I was shocked to see that because I haven't seen him any of my opponents' teams that I'm playing against. Yeah, I haven't played against him head to head yet. So, so I only play against smart people, I guess. That's probably. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, just there's so yeah. much value at second row and set a wing that yeah. he wasn't a touch. I mean, there's players that we've missed like Hayes Perham, uh, Hammer. You know, there's been a collection of uh, players making good money in that position. So, but Katoa has made money. But I, I personally think you've made your money, grab run and move on to someone like Marzu. Yeah. Although we'll, we'll get to him later. Yeah, definitely. Um, before I ask I'll go to you, Ross, I'll talk about the market watch here. It's a bit, I've already spoke about the most traded in player. 1.1% of coaches are bringing in Asako. Um, we'll go to the Cowboys. Uh, here's a good one. You, you guys want to laugh? Uh, oh, most, traded, most traded in player for the Cowboys, Griffin Neem. <laughs> oh, no. Break even of one. <laughs> oh, no. And like, the worst thing is I can imagine someone trading in a guy that's really, really cheap. Even though he's on the bench as a slow burn, but he's three seventy one. Okay, he's not cheap at all. Yeah, so, it's an awkward price, isn't it? No, nah, it's very awkward price. And people who seen the break even of one, and they're thinking, "Oh, cool!" And he had a great game. Um, don't get me wrong, he had a great game starting. But how long is that going to happen for? So, yeah. oh, but um, hang on, hang on, hang on. I've got a valid point. He's starting this week, so that makes it all all of it. Yeah, yeah, right. The green dot is <laughs> that green dot's worth extra hundred thousand, I think. So, <laughs> um. Anything else, uh, Roscoe, before we move on to this game? One I'm going to mention, um, and I've mentioned him a couple of times, and the other he's got the dual, dual, uh, the dual position is uh, Lumi Lumi. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Now, I know he's 425K now, but I still think that he's a, a valuable buy if you want like a mid sort of ranger in your second row or your front row or your uh, center wing. I don't think he's the worst option. Like, he's not going to, he hasn't got that, obviously, got the ceiling of, you know, your, your, um, who am I thinking of, like a Karaz or someone like that or yeah. any other one like that, but he'll get you a solid 50 to 60 week in, week out if you wanted mm. that consistency. Mm. Um, Can I just, but other than that, I disagree. Uh, and I'm just going to say why. So, look, if you did own him, um, great, well played. He's per, when you're first starting off in Supercoach, a nice consistent 50 in that position, making a little money is perfect. But now there's just so much value at second row, center wing, and you don't want him at second row because he just doesn't have a ceiling. And I, I don't believe he has the ceiling at second row either. Mm. And they've also got Kafusi coming back. Um, yeah, I I just don't think he's a buy. I think he could be a hold for a little while until yeah, yeah, you get others. Yeah. You know, I don't want to disagree with you, Ross, but I do. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you have to, don't you? Yeah. Um, but on Hammer, um, just for those who are trading him out, he's not a priority trade out. He's got a break even at 40, which he could easily get. But yeah. Yeah. obviously, I think the, the big trade trend is most people are going from Hammer to Marzu. Mm. So if you're doing that, then it makes sense. But yeah, yeah he's definitely someone you could keep on your bed. He's not a must out to trade no. out. You can hold no, him and he, he might go big against, he might go have a big one against his old club uh, this weekend too. So who knows? Yeah, that's it. Um, on uh, Lemu, Lemu, I, I I find um, if if he was to have that job security, I, I would wouldn't even have had to bring him in. Um, yeah. only because um, I like that stable base that you get having the ceiling around him, and then having that one person to get you fifty, sixty every single week. Um, he kind of reminds me of the way he plays if he was playing eighty all the time of Aitken last year, playing in the second row there with that. Nothing big, but hitting sixties to eighties on a regular basis. So um, I like him, yeah. But I think Glenn, one hundred percent right with that security there. Kafusi, he's not losing that spot. And um, I think you will find that you will see Lemuelu go back to the front row or the reserve, the front row rotation from the bench when he gets back. Old school, we were very much about having a second rower. I mean, the mm. upside is his dual, and that and that's very handy. But it, now we have a lot of uh, center wingers that have got that kind of base, like the Karaz, the Tahoes, and Taruvas. Um, but yeah, look. If you got him at center wing, he's a hole to make money. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Move on to uh, – I'm looking forward to this game too. But Obviously, I'm a Panthers fan. But Panthers versus Manly. Um, I'm liking this game too because I think last year this game happened, it was Panthers all the way. Um, I think Manly are going to come back firing after last week. And I think Panthers aren't the team they were last year. So, I think this is going to be a close game. Um, thoughts there, Roscoe? Yeah, I, I could see it being close for a while, but I think Panthers will get away with it in the end. Um, you know, I'm, I'm interested to uh, with the clash between Stephen Crichton and uh, old mate Saab. The Saab's back this week, so um, mm. there could be a, a lot of points leaked down that side for um, for Manly. Mm. Um, I'm probably going to VC clear in this game, as most probably will, because the VC choices are pretty tough this week. Some mm. of the matchups, I can see him having a big game too, but look, it's it's hard to know. I mean, we all thought Manly were going to come out and flog Newcastle last week, and look what happened. So, it all depends on what Manly team turns up. They've been a bit disappointing for me. Um, I think DC's been pretty average last couple of games for them too. Um, and obviously not having Schuster there, that hasn't really helped them, but, you know, he's probably going to be in one, in one out when we get out the next. Mm, <laughs> so, yeah. 
Um, but if, if you've got Schuster, I wouldn't be playing him this week against the Panthers unless you're really desperate. Yeah, I've got Schuster sitting on my bench there without a blue dot, so I'm, I'm not going to be playing him myself. Um, I, I, and this is going to surprise you guys. I'm looking at playing Tanner Boyd because obviously I've got Nico Hines. I'm not selling him. Uh, I'm looking at playing in my last reserve of potentially Tanner Boyd or um, Khan Pereira um, just because I like that matchup. Um, and They're playing Dragons, aren't they? Yeah, I feel I feel yeah. dirty saying Tanner Boyd, but I, I think we all know he can actually put a game together. Last year when he was playing in the halves, he can put a game together. It hasn't clicked yet, but I reckon it possibly could happen. I think the main reason, actually, we'll get to it later, but I think the main reason is because he's on the other side. We've got Fafita on the other side now with Foran, so... But yeah. Well, he might have to take that more of a senior role too, because they don't don't forget Foran's not there this week. He's still mm. out injured. They've got Sexton, who hasn't played first grade for a while. Yeah. So that's not a bad shout. I mean, I'm even contemplating captain for Fafita for this game. It's for that game too. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like Fafita this game as well. So I was thinking about going Hopgood to Fafita this week, but I think I want to hold Hopgood for one more week. Um, How did we jump to the Titans? (laughs) (laughs) We got a little bit on tangent there. That's all right. We'll move on to um, back back to the Panthers and Manly game. So, Glenn, uh, what are your thoughts here, mate? Yeah, so there's a few players of interest for me um, in the Panthers. I actually like Targo. I thought he was actually Mm. incredible last week. And if you're looking for a pod, I think he could be one um, of interest. Uh, Obviously, Zach Hoskins is... um, one that everybody's obviously looking in, and I'm sure in a minute Dan will give you some feedback as to that. But from Manly, I really like Olakowatu if you're looking for a pod there. And if you don't own Turbo, why not? Yeah. You know, get him. He's now. already gone up 200k. Yeah, that's right. I mean, you should have started Turbo. Mm. My only concern is I've been looking at Olakowatu, right, Glenn? And my only concern is the other week he played 80 minutes, he scored two tries and only scored 60 points. <laughs> Yeah. Mm. Now, you, you take away those tries. two tries, and they were yeah. both off kicks. I get that. Yeah. That's 34 points, he which means in, 20, in 80 minutes, he scored 26 points. He was mm. also sent off for 10 minutes, so he lost eight points there, plus that time. Was that the yeah. same game? Yes. Yeah, I believe it was. was. Yeah. Either way, that's still, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I hear you. I just think yeah. it's a good pod. I mean, there's one I like. Oh, it's definitely a good pod. No doubt. Which is Kaloa Matangi. Yeah. Yeah, um, Hoskins. Oh, honestly, I love this guy. Um, I think he's a great. He was great at the Broncos when we saw him first up, and now he's at the Panthers. And I'm bloody stoked that we have him. It's good to have that second row depth. Um, and I, I think he's earned that spot over Garner. But do you guys really believe that when Garner's back and Martin's back, that he keeps that spot? No, I, don't. I am not. I'm not convinced. Yeah, but in he saying, should be, but, but he's not. But, but in saying that, um. Look, even if you trade him in this week, he's still going to make you about 100k. I mean, mm. it's not like you're going to trade him in and he's not going to make any money. Um, is is two trades worth 100k though? That's the question. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, so you got to um, think as well. Like, um, how often do you? Also, I'm trying to play devil's advocate for both sides. Yeah. How often do you get a, a cash cow? that's going to potentially be a player in your side and get a really good-looking score, like a 77 score. It doesn't happen very often. Yeah. When you get a cash card on me there, like, you might be lucky to get a 50 out of them. But you're looking like... I know they're playing Manly. might be a bit trickier, but um, I also think he gets a few points here. Um, I am 50-50 on this one. That's why and he'll be running decide. at Tuolagi too, who is terrible lateral movement. He, yeah. He's terrible at defending side. And I, I think the way Hosking runs will be, really impact Tuolagi. I can actually see um, points there. 
Yeah. I mean, not not only is it a hundred k potential tra- um, cash <laughs> make and two trades, but also it's going to price him at say five hundred and fifty eight k, which you can't upgrade him to a gun. You're still going to need to make a second trade to upgrade him to a premium gun. Mm. So potentially, is it worth it? That's the, it's a risk. It's a massive risk. Well, it is a risk, and and sometimes you've got to take that feet, mm. uh, leap of faith. You know, like it's worked in the past, and sometimes it doesn't. So that that's a personal choice. I think everyone has to make. I mm. think both the big trade-ins this week, Hosking and Marzu, when we get to them, both come with big risk. Mm. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, also with, with big rewards. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I, I I'm getting um vibes of last year's Talakai with Hosking. I feel like if you get on now, you take that risk. And this, we all thought kind of Tracy had that spot, you know what I mean? And last year, and then he just didn't get it back. And yeah. Talakai went berserk and went up dramatic in in price. Yeah. So if this is something this is that's why people are probably scared not to jump on him. Can we not can we not talk about Talakai because I traded him <laughs> in at like eight hundred k or something ridiculous and I never saw a, a score over fifty after. That's gold. He ended up holding the whole way through the season. I think he ended up going down to like five hundred k or something stupid at the end. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, honestly, one of my trade options this week was actually a boost that included bringing in Hoskins, um, and that was. It's probably the smartest or the safest choice for me to do that last trade rather than not trade or um. And that's the biggest reason I think mm. if you're if you're bringing in Hoskins just because you want to bring in Hoskins, I don't think that's the right idea. But if you're mm. bringing in Hoskins because that money leans you to something else, and yeah. mm. yeah. there's logic to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It ends up helping me get money to get Latrell in, and then my center wing wing is almost done, and my yep. fullbacks are done on ready to rotate whenever I want to. So um, I'll share that with you later anyway. Um, so number that's obviously number one most traded in this week is Hoskins. Number two most traded in the Panthers this week is uh, Nathan Cleary. I believe a lot of people are probably going back from Hines to Nathan Cleary again. <laughs> I put up a post last week and I said, whatever you do, don't sell Cleary. Yeah. I had six people message me asking me and five of those six still done it. And, um, <laughs> yeah, and I... I just kept shaking my head thinking, just don't do it. Find another way to Hines. You should have Hines and Cleary because either one is going to kill your season. I even yeah. said last week too on our pod that um, Cleary was the priority trade over Hines last week too, So, mm. which is why I was surprised that, yeah. Hines, that Cleary was still so lowly owned last week. And I saw a stat, I think it was in the Podmasters chat, that there was only, what was it, not even 10% in the top 100 owned Cleary. Oh, wow. So... Yeah, it was always going to go big against that Canberra team. That was the thing. Yeah, so, you call, yeah, I think you said you, you you called it as your bold prediction for him to get 150, which he didn't get, but he but he still, was close. He got a pretty good score out of it though in the end. So he didn't like, get any unicorn points this week. I'm disappointed. Everyone's like, oh, we'll sell Cleary. He'll lose money, and then we'll get Hines in, and then he'll lose money later on. We can swap him back and forth. And last week, Hines, uh, Cleary made money. <laughs> so, well, I can't. Wait. 38 break even. So. I can't wait till we get to the to we talk about the Warriors game because there's a, there's a doozy there that I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about. <laughs> Um, all right, so uh, for Manly, um, not much uh, here. The only one here that's pretty being brought in here is Schuster, 2.2% people trading him in. Um, I, I guess, like, he's his second, it's his third game. 
Got to break even at minus 10. I guess great way to get money if you haven't got him already. I, I'm, I'm totally for this one. Yeah, if you've got Aikatoa, I'd be moving him on to Schuster. I yeah. don't hate that. I, I wouldn't be playing Schuster versus the Panthers, but he's definitely going to make you some money and, and yeah. he needs to play in certain matchups. So, yeah, yeah, I like it. And um, second on that trading list, uh, no point even really talking about it, but uh, Weeks is uh, named on the bench there and he's being traded in. So I won't even bother talking about that one. He's trading in. People are trading him in. Yeah, yeah. It's less than two point oh, two, but it's still. Um, oh, I think you'll probably find people saw his break even before the team list got ruled out, and just haven't fixed that trade yet. So that's all right. If you're getting tra- if you're getting him in, uh, don't. So we'll leave it there. Um, unless uh, Schuster gets ruled out again, then um, yeah, even then, it's only one more week for Casper. This is another version of Pizet, I think. Um, you know what I mean? So let's move on to the Broncos versus the Raiders. Um, go to you, Glenn, first, mate. Um. What do you see here? Um, I think the Broncos should win this comfortably. Mm. Um, that's personal, but I think they're doing very well. I, people are trading out Carrigan. I wouldn't be too concerned about the minutes he played last. I mean, when you're winning against the Tigers, you know, you can afford to rest them sort of players. Yeah. So I, I, I would at least hold on uh, for one more look. But as again, there's a lot of value in that position. But Reese Walsh, I mean, he's just churning along the cash really nice. And once he gets to that peak price, he'll be a sweet swap to a Tedesco or a Latrell or whichever way you want. With some change too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with some change, absolutely. Yeah, that's it. Um, yeah, 3.3% of people trading in Walsh at the moment. Um, break even at 40 and sitting at 720K. So definitely made some good money there, which is good. Uh, Roscoe, anything else, mate? I I was a bit confused with Walsh being so highly traded in this week, like considering I think he's already pretty much made his cash. Mm. But with the draw that they've still got the next few games, he could easily go massive again. And you know, he we saw that against the Tigers. You know, you know, he um absolutely carved us up in that second half with the tied forwards. And you know, our centre wings aren't great, so I don't hate it. But you know, he's not going to make you a lot more cash. You know, it's going to be more points to catch in the next few weeks. But mm. he's definitely selling probably about three or four weeks. Yeah. See Croker, oh, by the way. That's all I was going to say. Just good to see Jared Croker back. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Um, well, yeah, definitely good to see him back. Um, I, I heard this year's his year to make Origin team. So, um, so <laughs> his <laughs> Sorry, defense boys. is too. His, too, Sorry, his defense, is, his defense is too good to make Origin. <laughs> That's it. Um, yeah. So with our uh, Walsh, his break even is forty right now. So. I can see Walsh peaking at around the 750 mark. He's currently at 720. So, um, yeah, and his draw is going to start closing off soon. He's had a really good run. And once that draw closes up, then he's a clean swap to whatever gun you want, really, in the yeah. pullback position. So I love that. Yeah, he doesn't do a lot of the tough carries. If you, you'll notice a lot of his plays come through the attacking stats. And, I mean, yeah. he's doing very well with a good draw uh, in a good side. But I agree with you. I think that yeah. once he peaks around 750, 780s, move him on. Yep, done. Uh, and number two most traded in for the Broncos, uh, 2.8% of coaches traded him in. And I, I love this trade, but um, I feel like you're a bit late. That's Payne Haas um, bringing in Payne Haas. I think you can't argue with that. Um, 7.47, the break even 62. I think it's about the price he's going to be. Um, probably he'll probably get to about 7.60 around there and probably peak around there and hang around there for the rest of the season if he keeps his injury-free season going. So he he was he's just he's just a beast. I mean, oh, forty like minutes. He, I know I know he only played the Tigers last week, but ninety five points in forty six minutes, right? Mm. Like just 
he's just a tackle busting and mind breaking machine. And like, I wish I had started him. I mean, I picked him up pretty early in the piece, so I didn't, you know, lose much out of it. But everyone should have him in their team. It mm-hmm. should be, a, he should be a front, first front row forward that you've got. I don't like, have him. What? <laughs> I don't have him. Okay. I have Tarpany, Stefano, and Welsh, and I, I just think there's been other priorities. But I, look, I, I agree. You started him well done. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's. I just think there's other things to me personally. It's team dependent. If your forwards like, there's a few people running around with some pretty sad forwards. So if you have to get a forward, Hass would be the target. Yeah. Yeah. And especially, you know, it's it's not like the biggest loss. Like you're not gonna, he's not gonna outscore Tarpany by so mm. much that it's gonna kill you. So yeah. clearly, like I've had half since the start, and you're slightly ahead of me in the overall ranks. Yeah. So you clearly put you spent your money elsewhere quite nicely. So yeah. awesome. Um, yeah. And uh, here's a good little fact for you guys: Raiders only one person to really talk about here. One hundred people trading him in, and that's Croker. Um, one hundred people bringing in Croker. That's a full sentimental thing, I reckon. <laughs> it's literally no one. It's like point zero 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 one percent of people, but. He's still the highest being traded in the Raiders at the moment. So. His family and yeah. his supporters. But look, I, I like Jared Croker. And he, he used to be a super coach gun years ago, but he's, mm-hmm. he's definitely not someone you want. Now, what's his price point? Oh, I didn't even look at that. <laughs> I thought he was about 230 or something, isn't he? Yeah, well, I mean, there's some logic in that, I guess. If you've got a really arm, or if you've got someone dumb on your bench and you've got a free trade this week, I mean, I, I still wouldn't be doing it. I mean, you know, it's Canberra. Yeah. He'll uh, probably be dropped next week. That that's the fear. I I, I think they're going to get him to three hundred games and then wave him on. Yeah, you know, and he deserves to get there. I mean, he does. He's, he's given good service to the game of rugby. He's league. been a leader of that team for so long. And, oh yeah. Um, for it'd be really good to see him go out with a bang rather than how he has been injured for a few mm, times. So. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, awesome. All right. Next game, the one we kind of head started into before: Gold Coast Titans versus the Dragons. I'll start with you, Roscoe. Um, thoughts on this one, mate? I reckon this is going to be a big scoring match. Thoughts? Yeah, I think it's going to be similar to um, to the Manly Newcastle game last week. Yeah. I can see it. The, both teams' defences are just shit out. Mm. Um, I could see see it being a 32-32 result or something, or 40-32 result. Um, both sides tend to leak a lot of points. Both teams have got a lot of points in them as well. Um but as I said earlier, I think Kavita can go big in this one. I think Tino can go big in this one. I think uh, Carrera Palm, sorry, <laughs> Palm <Yeah>. Carrera <laughs> could have a big one here too. Um, but yeah, look, who who knows what Dragons team is going to turn up? Seriously, there's going to be a lot of points. Yeah, see, Glenn, any thoughts, mate? Uh, the biggest question will be asked this week is on six starts, which will be in Taruva. Or AFK, you know, whether or not you're going to pay uh, um, Aiden Count Pereira. And look, there's logic to both. Taruva's got the base, at, but I, I, Fafina could be also be a captain option this week. So if you're floating mm. around with captain ideas, we'll get that later mm. on. But there's a few people that don't have Fafina. I would suggest that now's the time to jump. Yeah, um, I, I didn't really own Fafina last year when they were playing with Sexton. How did they pair up? Did they pair up all right? Uh, who? Uh, Fafina and Sexton. Did they pair um, up all right? I know that well, I'm... he does. He, he he probably won't get the ball that he gets with foreign in the team, yeah. um, which is a bit of a concern. But hopefully, hopefully he'll feed him some ball. But foreign out could be a bit effective for him. Even Brimson out could be a bit effective for him too. But Campbell mm. isn't a slouch of a fullback either. So, yeah. 
Yeah. I think I read somewhere that Sexton and Fafita played a lot of football together. They no, did, apparently. He played a lot yeah. of... Um, yeah, so... Junior, yeah. <laughs> it would be a good thing. I, I just want to mention one other player, too, like which was Tyrone Sloan. I think it's time to sell, um, or, you know, time to move on for him. And Ben Murdoch was still a review. Own him. Why? Why? Mm. Yeah, that's it. Sorry, and Jack Bird. He's been in, in for draft. If you're looking for someone in draft, Jack Bird could be... Could be a good mm. plug. I, I picked up Jack Bird in during the draft as a late, real late pick, and in the center wing there, and he's been good for me. He's been yeah. safe and getting like sixties and seventies, and looking good in the field too, which is good because he's had a pretty rough trot with injury in the past. So good to see him in the middle there amongst all the action and still feeling injury free, which is great. And he fits what you said earlier about Lumi Lumi having that one consistent score, mm. you know, like yeah. the base. Yeah. Are, are you ready for? Are you ready for trading? One here because I don't know if you're going to mention it, Dan, but Ben Murdoch Masiller is a thousand traded in this week. <laughs> yeah, um, they're chasing oh, those 50 points that he got last week. No, they're trading What's he got to get money for someone else? He's got yeah. scores of 37, 15, 21, and 50. And he's playing 80 minutes. Yeah. That 37 was with a line break in the first five minutes, too, in that first game. <laughs> I watched that, I was like, oh, going to be great, and then he just turned to hell. Um, Here's a good one. You're talking about trade-ins and everything. We go to the Gold Coast first, and we've already mentioned his name briefly earlier on, and that was Glenn. I think um, Isaac Fasua Malawi is number one traded in for um, the Titans there from the bench. Bottom dollar cheapie playing his third game, negative break even, but on the bench there. So um, I think now is not the right time to get those slow burns. I think I think we're we're past that now. Thoughts there, guys? I agree. Yeah. You know, I said it in my thing. He only played inflated minutes last week because they the other week because they lost um, Brimson and Foran. Yeah. Um. And as I said earlier, Thomas McKayley's just been signed to go there too, which he could take that bench spot potentially next week. So I don't mind McKayley too. Not a bad little worker. Yeah. So I wouldn't I wouldn't be doing it. No. Um. And on the dragon side, I've only got the one play here because there's really no interest in getting in dragons at the moment, and that's um most traded in. Five hundred forty-three k, Blake Laurie. Um, yeah, some surprises in this one. Point eight percent to draft. I I've got him in draft too. I've got him in some drafts, but I, that's, I wouldn't. I don't yeah. see right now. I don't. I don't um, want to say anything negative about him because he's a tough mofo. Um, but I freaking love this guy as a player. Oh, I'm so good on the field. If someone like fakes an injury or something, he gets up and goes, "Oh, I had respect for you before that." And I was like, "He, he just doesn't care. Like he, he can get smacked in the head in the tackle. We'll just get up, play the ball, not fake an injury, and just keep going." And I love it. It's such a tough guy. On the but, upside, though, how many times have we seen forwards go on a run? Like I can't remember who it was years ago from the Titans. Uh, James Ryan James went yes, on that try-scoring yes. run, and then Cohen Hess went on that try-scoring run, and Blake Laurie. Seem to be doing it too. Look, he plays for the Dragons. It, can you not? Can you not mention that name, Hess? Because seriously, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Whoever suggested to start him this year, no one did, Ross. Oh no crap! That. Uh, there's no listen, record of that listen, ever anywhere. <laughs> didn't you? You started him, didn't you? Me. Ty, Ty started him. No, Ty did. Yeah. And and I was I I, I got the mail I got was he's going to play eighty minutes and he hasn't played eighty minutes yet and he's just been shit. And I couldn't get him out of my team quick enough. Mm-hmm. Look, there was logic to get starting him. I yeah. never said that though. But yeah. I did start him and and look because people are trying to save and put money in other places. But yeah, yeah. he's been ugly, hasn't he? Yeah. yeah. Our thoughts on Lomax? If he but he keeps he's dropping cash left, right, and center. If he gets under five hundred k, what's your thoughts on him? It's a good pod. 
It's just, again, he plays for the Dragons. It's it, yeah, all about opportunity. And opportunity for me is that you want them more times than not in positions where they can score or, or get those attacking stats. And unfortunately, the Dragons play a fairly good defensive game, although they tend to lack later in the game. I just don't see the points in it. But Lomax could be a handy pod. I mean, he does mm. go on little runs and he, he's a good player. Yeah, and he, and with goal the goal kicking as well. That's right. Um, yeah. So he's definitely, I, I like him. Um, but you don't want to look at that draw, I reckon. It's, um, I haven't had a good look at the Dragons. It's a bit of a mixed bag. It's a bit of a mixed bag, yeah, their draw. Yeah, so, but I think I think um if you look maybe like later on, say for example like deep into the season, like around maybe towards the end of the season, yeah. he might have a good little couple of games there. You don't know, so um, I might have a look at him and might be sneak a little pod pick up later on when my team's kind of fully formed. Yeah, when you stop making money and you move yeah. into buying pods, absolutely. Zero might be another one in that category oh, too. Yeah, when yeah. we get to the Paris as well. Zero, mm. mate. I've owned him on several occasions, and it's been like it, it's like I don't know how to. I, I cry, I laugh. It's like a. It's like watching a um like a, a rom com. Like you know what I mean. Like you get sad and then you and you laugh and you're like, <laughs> so oh, like you, you're gonna like make the, it, and you get all teary eyed. So then it's like the old SJ roller coaster. <laughs> Well, I, remember I had him, it wasn't last year, it was the year before, and he, he got like, I brought him in as a pod, he gets a 153, I was like, oh, how good is that? And the week after, he got literally 15 points. His face is terrible, <laughs> eh? It hurt me so much, man. <laughs> so, yeah, but um, yeah, I, I love Steve as a pod, but he's, he's yeah, if, you, if, you, if you're a bit nerve-wracking, you have anxiety issues, don't do it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, um, so oh, move on to the next game here: Newcastle versus um, New Zealand. So I think another game that could involve some points. Um, but we'll go to you, Glenn. You were talking before about um, a couple of things in Newcastle. Let's go. How are we looking? Yeah, well, I mean, I really like Lockie Miller, although I wouldn't suggest you buy him now. But if you own him, hold. I mm-hmm. mean, Dean Gagai and um, Bradman Best have looked good as well. Um, but Marzu. The one that I'm worried about, like a lot of people are looking at Marzu, but you've also got Hunt and Tuala uh, on the bench. I, I just don't know how good his job security is based on his defence, but um, he'll make you money, so I don't hate it. And on the other side, I really like what Charles Nickel Clockstack's been doing. I feel mm. like if you've owned him and picked him from the start, you've done well. Um, but yeah, Wade Egan, the Lithgow Flash, keeps on putting on. Not me. Proud of the Lithgow boy. Yeah. yeah, it's not a lot. Except for he's Jackson. becoming a try scoring machine, that bloke. Yeah, he has. But Jackson, has he got a game without a try yet? Every no, every he game, hasn't. he's no, scored he's, a try every game. I, yeah. I've been winning money on him. I can't believe I'm <laughs> betting on Egan and winning. But he, he's paying. There was a bet put on last week. How's this? So Egan to score, Kennedy to score, and Sharks to win. Eh? And Sharks lost. I can't believe it. The two the two tough ones paid off. Yeah. I, thought, I thought it was a certainty. That's how multis work, mate. You get the the two dollar fifty ones go in, they all work. When you get dollar one, come come at the end, right? Then just fail. So, yeah, right. <laughs> so Ford's the one of interest in here. If you don't own Ford, um, you know he, he's been fantastic this year, and he's already been said by the coach he's got an eighty minute role. Yeah, you know, turning along, making cash, earning good points. Yeah, he's looking. Good. He's looking the good. So I, I started with him too. That was a risk I took. Yeah, because I was, we were unsure about his role, but I just really <clears> liked. <throat> uh, I, I think it was I needed to get cash, so I was either going to start with, uh, and it sucks because I actually faded one guy that is doing quite well. It was going to be Alicia Katoa, and I got him instead to build my cash up elsewhere. Yeah. Um, so I missed out on Alicia Katoa, but I've still managed to get some decent points out of forward. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Um, so Newcastle Knights most traded in. We've just talked to him, uh, talked about him, and that was uh, Marzu, eleven point two percent coaches bringing him in, so he's in the top ten there. 
Um, 581k, negative 44 break even. Um, it's his third game now, so he's going to make some decent cash there. Uh, and against New Zealand Warriors, anything can happen, really. You don't know what's going to happen with the New Zealand Warriors. They can get, they can lose 20 points in 20 minutes, and, and I think Miles, you can score all those tries. You never know, and then who knows? Um, well, Sean and- Johnson's name, but he's not playing, is that right? I, I remember no, he's playing. No, he's playing. He is playing, is he? Yeah. I remember reading he was in a moon boot. And... Yeah, he was in a moon boot, but he's he's going to play. Right, all right. He arrived, like, at, he arrived at Sydney Airport in, air, in a moon boot, apparently. So yeah. Yeah. He's just like me, mate. Old, he has a hard day at work, and they have to wear a moon boot to relax for the afternoon before he can go back the next day. That's how I work. So, um, And number two most traded in for the Newcastle Knights, and I don't agree with this, um, but I see people trying to get cash, and that's uh jo- Jack Johns um from uh, playing starting he's starting this week at lock. Um, how long did that one happen in four guys? Yeah, I'd wait. I, I I I'd wait. I mean, it's his second game. You can you can at least take another look, but I, I don't think he has the job security that people mm-hmm. think he does. Well, you got Kurtman Kurtman back on the bench this week, and he'll he, he's coming back from an injury, I think. So he'll probably go straight back to lock next week because. Yeah. Yeah. And then you've got Safidi and Elite to come back into that team as well. So um, I wouldn't be jumping on him. Yeah, especially like, if you just look plain on paper, um, people are looking at this just black and white on paper 234,000, negative 36 break even, playing his third game. And that's all they're seeing. They're not really looking at the actual logistics of the future that it actually brings. Because I think what well, you've got one week really of this starting. Um, yeah. I think he's a great player. I think he's going to be a great player moving forward, but I just don't... He's not going to get the minutes after this game. They're gone. Um, yeah. So, I'm annoyed. Well, I, I, I want to be cheap. Well, the other thing, too, is he, he scored a try and he got a line break. So, there's there's um 27 points. And mm. he only played 41 minutes. So, he's, mm. not going to get those, he's not going to get those stats every week either. No. Um, I, I really want it to be a good security because I need to cheap up some... Mm. I need to downgrade someone to get some cash. But... I can't pull the trigger on that one. It's just it's too risky. Yeah. Um, for New Zealand, most traded in player for New Zealand is SJ. John Johnson. Yeah, 598K, 3.1% of coaches bringing him in, negative 21 break even. Oh, how good is he looking at the moment? He's looking, he's, he think he's smashing 60s every single week at the moment. It's good to see the Sean Johnson. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've yeah, I... people against it. He's got dodgy knees and dodgy everything. Yeah. I think that uh, the trend, the trend's been set that people have gone and got peasant in last week to make that kiss kick catch grab, yeah. And they're doing the same thing this week. There's a stepping stone to Heinz. That's exactly what they're doing. The trend's there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't, I, I don't know whether people are doing the one week playing going from Heinz to Sean Johnson either. I haven't really checked at that, but um, that's that's how I see it. Yeah, it's a, like. I think everyone's just nostalgia. <laughs> SJ of old, oh, I had to bring him in my team. Like, um, but I, yeah, I, it's it's so risky. I don't mind taking the risk of the draft. I, I have done on yeah. several of my drafts. Um, and I, I've got I've got him and Sam Walker in uh one of my drafts as my backup in my and I'm just popping them back on matchups and I chose SJ this week. Uh, I thought I lost because I had uh, Sam Walker get 85, and I'm like, oh, that was a bit unfair. And SJ comes out and busts out a massive score for me, so that was good. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Um, and number two most traded in, the 1.1% of coaches bringing in Charles Nickel Kostag at 377, negative five break even. Um, thoughts, thoughts here, Glenn? 
I don't hate it. I, I think that the Warriors are playing well. Charles Nickel-Klockstadt's base is really good. Um, he's very involved in it. I, I still think there's better value in other players, but I, I don't hate it. You know, I mean, yeah, I don't hate it. What's the same price was? Uh, three seventy-seven. So he's just around the early yeah. Yeah. I I think it's too late. I think it's too late because he's not going to be a keeper. He's probably not going to make you enough cash to upgrade him to someone decent. Mm. I think probably last week or the week before would have been the time to jump on. Yeah, I think um, like well, you've got players around the same price there that have peaked, I think, or close to peaking, and that's Alamotti. Yeah, uh, and it could be like you're catching the train to one destination, and then there's another train taking you a bit further ahead. So I think that's what they're probably doing. Um, so yeah, I, if, I, if, well, that's exactly what you're saying. If you're doing Alamotti to bloody CNK, it's sideways at its best. Yeah, I, I say it's sideways, but he might take you a little bit higher because you got that lower break even, rather than Alamotti's got a forty break even. He's kind of yeah. Um, but in saying that, I don't, I don't know if I like it because I've seen the low scores that Chance have ha- has had, uh, and that kind of scares me. Because if I'm playing three seventy seven, do I want to? I'll probably play on matchups. But he's had some pretty good matchups yeah. and had some low scores, so um, I, he, we know what he can do. I'm just a bit, and that's that's, that's the problem. I've seen him get big scores and very low scores. So, yeah. Anything else before we move on to the last game, guys? No. Oh, awesome. Let's move on. So. Uh, West Tigers and Parramatta Eels. Um, not very much market watch here, wise, uh, except for oh, not even both teams have got very little trade in. So, um, start with you, Glenn, mate. Um, how we th- how oh, we seeing this game turn out? Yeah, well, I mean, we know how it's going to turn out. <laughs> that, that's inevitable. <laughs> and I'm a Tiger supporter, mm-hmm. and I'm shattered one. But look, Stefano is a hold until through the buy period. I think after he's, you know. I mean, I know some people sold him, but one of the good things about Stefano is he's playing late in the round, which mm. means he's a handy backup for anyone that's laid out. I think Dewey's on his way out the door. If he's not out at all this week, he should be next week because they got the buy next week. So When, when Pierce comes knocking. <laughs> absolutely, yeah. So I, I very deliberately had my forwards with a Raider, a Storm, and a Tiger, and they all have a buy one after the other, mm. which is so that I could, um, you know, play two, have one sort of thing. Yeah. But when we get to the Eels, there's a few there that I like. Uh, the one I really like that people probably haven't looked at is Will Penasini. Penasini can find the try, and I'm actually going to be packing him for first try scorer this week, uh, mm-hmm. or a Sevo off a Dylan Brown. And the other one I really like is Madison. Um, if you're looking for a pod you don't have for feeder, go Madison. Trust me. Honestly, mate, I was really tempted to go the Hopgood to Maddo move. I like Maddo. I've seen him pumping out 60s and doing nothing. Like, it just seems like he's just popping things for nothing. It's so good. Just one caution I want to give people. Parramatta have a habit of naming a side and changing last minute. Yes. So there is a scenario where um, either Madison could drop to the bench, Hopgood could start, or Madison could shift to the um, edges and Cartwright could go out and hop. Any yeah. of those things could happen because we know yeah. what Arthur's like. Um, I'm annoyed with Cartwright. I looked at Cartwright and I said, I'm never touching the Cardi party again. I thought he'd be in and out by round three and he's still there annoying me. And, uh, but he, he's been moved to the right-hand side versus the Tigers. He actually could put on a, a, a nice little score this week. Yeah, I, I started with Cardi as well, and it, it made me feel sick to my stomach doing so. But, um, yeah, I, um, I'm not too upset with him. He got a pretty low score last week, but I think he's been pretty good otherwise. I think last week was a bit of an outlier, and I'm definitely playing this week. Um, I reckon this could be good. So, um, anything there's else? A few, there's a, well, there's a few options for this game, but... 
I mean, I relax Sivo, but I can't fly. Pay 567 for the Rocks and Diamonds. I yeah. like the Panasonic shout. Um, if Sean Russell had a bit more job security, he'd be tempting at his price as well, but just don't know what's going to happen. Plus the fact that he's playing centers and yeah, not on the wing. For the Tigers, what's it to say? Nothing except for they suck at the moment. That's pretty mm. much it. Um, Dunster could be a pod. I don't mm. think it's going to be a big score. I've got a feeling that. They always have. They always give them a decent game. The Tigers, like that's this. It's never a flogging. Like yeah, they're to different... do with the Broncos too, and we saw how that panned out. So yeah, I know. Can I, know, can I just I mention two players of interest, right? If you're really looking for a pod, and you've got someone like a DCE or something like that, and you're looking to switch, Moses could be a good play. Yeah, definitely. And, and the other one, he's got to break even 130, but I actually think he could get it this week, which is Dylan Brown. Um, I'm telling you, he's got the best base along with Munster. He's got a great draw, has no bias to round 13, plays round 13, doesn't play origin, um, you know, for the some of those that like to take a risk and jump early. Um, uh, I'm, I'm hoping that he has a shock and drop Dumpsy for cash so I can bring him for Dewey next week. Yeah, nice. Do you, right. you overestimate, your, overestimate your Tigers there, mate, I think? That's everyone's play, I think. <laughs> Dewey's at 5'8 this week, which is a little bit better than fullback. I mean, he'll, yeah. he'll get... He'll make up that base with his defence, his goal kicking. So <laughs> he just didn't. He didn't seem to get very involved in those two games at fullback, did he, Gwen? Do we? No. He just wasn't like wasn't that sort of sweeping play fullback. And... He's not a fullback, mate. He doesn't have no. the, the legs on it, the no. legs to be a fullback. He's better mm. at five eighty. He's a strong, robust player. He can fend well in the middle. That's best suits him. I don't think it suits him um, at fullback. I think he was even not... even centre's a better position for him than fullback. Hundred percent. Agree. That's it. Um. All right. So West Tigers. I'm going to give. We'll play a little game here, guys. Who do you think is the most traded in player for the West Tigers? Stefan. Oh, don't tell me it's type of OPAP, is it? No. no. Uh, yeah. oh. It's uh, oh. Sean Bloor. I was going to say Sean Bloor. <laughs> I'm actually going to say him next. Yeah, Poland Bloor would be one yeah. that makes sense based on um their price really prices and their and their break even amount. So yeah. yeah how many have tra- how many have traded in Sean Bloor? Only a point one percent. still okay. still very low, but um yeah. Yeah, still about it'd be close to like I think it's probably about five, maybe eight hundred people there. So quite that a That might pretty... be Pasco's team. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> with his with his jersey on as well. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> and for Parramatta guys, um not much interest still here, but I think that's because of the high break even. But number one is oh equal number one is Dylan Brown. Um one twenty nine break even, seven thirty K. Um People bringing this guy in just for the points, I see, and I reckon it's definitely a good option for points. Um, and number two, or equal number one, is Hayes Dunster. People jumping on early, um, but if you end up on early on anyone, I think that uh, that right wing spot uh, against the Tigers <laughs> that might be a pretty little handy spot to jump on. But hang on, Dunster's only in because Simmonson's suspended. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So it's it's not a very smart trade when you think no. about it. No, it's um, not. So. Like TV, Don't forget Sean Lane's back as well. Pete. Yeah, I like Shane. I'm hoping he can leak a heap of cash. I'll be looking to add him at some stage for sure. Yeah, well, that's yeah. my plan next week. Is if I do trade this week, it's for cash to get Brown and Lane next week. I really like both of them. And but I'm isn't he over seven hundred k or something? Yeah, well, that's right at the moment. Yeah, I do better... want to take a look at him too, based on the fact yeah. that he's back from injury. That's it. All righty, that's pretty much all the games <laughs> up. So let's go around the ground and talk about some trades, guys, if we're doing any at all. Uh, I'll start with you, Glenn. Uh, yeah, so I'm not trading. Mm-hmm. Um, I 
at this stage or I'm going to bring in Hosking. I may go Hosking. Um, that may be my only trade, mate. I, I like Marzu, uh, but I, my centre wing's pretty, pretty looking pretty anyway. I don't mm -hmm. really need Marzu. I'm making good cash. So, yeah, you should be around 3.2 million now, folks. If you're not there, keep building. You want to get a 13 to 5 to 14. You want to try and get to 13.5, I think. Yeah. I think I'm about 13.1 at the moment. So I'm pretty happy with that. And that's because I missed out on a couple of key ones. Like I missed out on Walsh and I missed out on Alexia Katara as well. So, but I'm still pretty happy with that price. Yeah. That's um, yeah. Roscoe, mate, your trading's, mate. Uh, at the moment, uh, I'm not trading. Um, the temptations here obviously is there for Hosking and Marzu, but um, just because Glenn mentioned it, I'm actually thinking of pod play this week, and I'm actually thinking of a one week trade of going Hines out to uh, Mitch Moses for a week play because mm -hmm. I just think you can go massive this game. So, yeah, um, you know, I've saved a couple of trades already, so you know, and I'll just I'll bank the cash so I can go straight back to him next week. Mm. Straight back to Hines. Um, so, yeah, look, it's – I don't know yet. Like, I've got to do something, as I said. I, I, I need to do – this is why I'm, you know, potentially not going Hoskins or Mazu because everyone's going to go them. And if I start following everyone else, I'm not going to catch up. This is the problem. So, no, I've got to start right. some plot plays. So, yeah, you have to we'll see it. what happens. Look, I'll, I'll, I'll you know, cross that bridge when it gets a bit closer. Yeah. Well, I'm going to be boring as well, but um, I will tell you what I might do. Um, So I'll probably not trading either, but I, if depending on my head-to-head -head as well, I like to try to make sure I get that win. Um, So I am more than likely going to lean into a, just two trades where I turn Stefano into a, a, someone that might play in round 13. Uh, I haven't thought of that there. If I can't find anyone, I just won't do this trade because uh, I need to get 200K to go hammer so into Latrell. Um, and my reasoning behind that is I'm building up my team to be all guns. And at the moment, if I was to do that trail move, I've now got the trail turbo, Garrick, Karaz, and Holmes in the bottom right there. So, um, and then I'm moving up, and I've got, still got Nico and Cleary as well. So I got I'm building up my team to be almost all guns. So I start from the bottom with my up. Um, so I'm probably going to do that just to have that. And I, I think Troll goes big this week as well. I, I, if I did do that trade, I'm bringing the trail in and BC yeah. in too. Um, VC him probably, which I'll talk about in the next segment anyway. So, speaking of which, uh, Glenn, mate, VC captain choices. So, the most common this week will be Grant to Cleary, but mm. that's not what I'm doing. I'm actually going Karaz VC and I'm actually going to Captain David Fafita. Like it, like it a lot, actually. Yeah, I just want to be zig while people are zigging, you know, like yeah. we're not going to win, like Ross said, doing the same thing everyone does. And there is that there is that chance that Cleary doesn't get that big score because we've seen it this year. Then you've got the one big score really. So um, and for Peter, yeah, so it's it's good. It's a pot option, an anti pot option that could actually pay off. Yeah. Roscoe, Uh Cleary into Fafita for me. Yeah, mm, I like it. Yeah, awesome. It's just, a it's just a shame with what you're going back to wanting that cheapy option too that the Sharks have got the buy this week because there would have been a potential cheapy there in the front row this week too, but. Now that they've got the buy, we're not going to know who it is until next week. Mm, yeah, true. I'm um looking a bit different. So I'm looking at the team and whether I can loop. So the only way I can loop is via Hines, which means I have to I can't VC or Captain Cleary. Or I can Captain Cleary, but I can't VC if you get my drift. Um so I if I don't do any trades, I'll be VCing Munster um in that game. I think he tends to turn up to those tougher matchups. 
Uh, and then I'm actually, this is a bit surprising. I'm probably leaning towards Payne Hearts as my captain, something a bit safer. So, um, but if I do bring in um, the Trell, I'll be going VC Trell into more than likely Cleary if he doesn't pay off. So, all righty, guys. Is that everything we need to talk about today before we close up? No, that's it. Um, just uh, good luck to the guy, the remaining two in the Matty Wilson fundraiser this week, too. We've got. Um, Ryan and Troy left in that one. Um, so good luck to those two guys. And, um, yeah, thanks to everyone who supported a good cause. So I well. just have a question for you. If you're going to vice Captain Cleary, who are you going to use to loop him? Me or? You. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not vice Captain Cleary. You are. No, I just got your point because I won't be able to use Sahind as the loop. Yeah. But I've got Heimel Hunt. Right, that there is not playing. Yeah, yeah. Play before that. You got Carraz, I would imagine. You got Holmes, I would imagine. Yeah. You got Taruva, I would imagine. Yeah. And who's our fourth? I've forgotten. Uh, it's just that. No, oh, so I'm just thinking that for those that wanted to do that, you could go instead of playing Taruva, you could play a um, Pereira, and then that enables you to loop. If you have, yeah. um, no, but Newcastle play the second last game, so I can use Heimel Hunt as my loop. Yeah, but your centre wings all play before the Penrith game was my. Yeah, point. you have someone to bring out of the team, not just. Oh yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I just, I just have to put one of them as a reserve or something. Yeah. Well, Maybe. if you play um, Aiden Ferreira, uh, sorry, if you play Aiden Ferreira over Taruva, it would enable you to do that via Hunt. Yeah. Uh, the reason I brought that up was other people don't look at that. I have so many people saying to me, "Oh, I've run, I'm going to VC this person." Then they yeah. do and they say to me, oh, shit, bro, I've got a great VC and I can't do it. I don't worry about it. I do that too. I never think – I sometimes don't look at that stuff either. Yeah. It's, yeah. Everyone always thinks, oh, my VC's playing early, my captain's playing late, but then you got to think, do I have a guy that I can bring in? Yeah. And, but then, and then people remember that part, but then there's the yeah. next level. Who can I take out? Exactly. <laughs> and I've done that so many times in the past, but that's why I thought um, – I like Munster because uh, Munster plays um, before or the first game, obviously. But yeah. he also, I, if, if I want a captain Cleary or do something there, I've got Pele who's not playing and he's yeah. playing game two. So um, that's why I chose to go Munster. Um, but if I was to, I can always choose Payne Haas as my captain and then move Nico away if they don't work out. Yeah. So There's um, one more bit of advice I wanted to give to people as well. So I, I go through and I look at a lot of the people that are playing that are new. That, are, that I'm helping. And one of the things that I'm noticing, the mistakes that I'm even seeing season coaches doing this is they've they got players on their bench playing in the first game. And I'm mm. like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. Bring your playing players on when they're playing that game because that way it enables you to have flexibility on your bench if there's a laid out. But if you've got a player in a, on your side and you've played all your bench, yeah, you, you can't fix it unless you trade out of it. And that, a prime example, we kind of touched on it earlier, is... um. If they change the bench for the Parramatta Eels, playing yeah. the very last game, and yeah. Popgood gets put on the field, and you, and you, you, you know, what I mean, you got to move these things around last game. These things are going to happen. So, yeah. um, yeah, yeah, all good. All right, guys. Uh, well, that wraps everything up tonight. A nice, neat little package. So, thanks, guys, for joining us. Tune in next week, and hope everyone sees some green arrows this week. Peace out. Cheers, guys. Oh shit, I'm running the show. <laughs> Oh no, now the knee, oh, well that was at Manu, what's he done there? He sold the dummy with a knee injury, it's a fake knee injury! Manu!
It's the next tackle. He gets an offload. He goes back and gets the football. Probably feels a cramp coming on in the back of his calf. Oh. And then just <laughs> takes off. Oh, what a beauty. So, you pick which has been the better moment. The bloke kicking the ball back from the traffic at the southern end. Or Manu, the cramp, the fibber, and takes off to set up a trial.